Section 15 of The Secret of the Night by Gaston LaRue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 15. I Have Been Waiting for You. At the hotel a note from Gunsovsky. Don't forget this time to come tomorrow to have luncheon with me. Warmest regards from Madame Gunsovsky. Then a horrible sleepless night, shaken with echoes of explosions and the clamor of the wounded, and the solemn shade of Peri Alexis stretching out toward Rouletabille a file of poison and saying, Either Natasha or you! Then, rising among the shades, the bloody form of Michael Nikolaevitch, the innocent. In the morning a note from the marshal of the court. Monsieur le Maréchal had no particular good news, evidently, for in terms quite without enthusiasm he invited the young man to luncheon for that same day, rather early, at midday, as he wished to see him once more before he left for France. "'I see,' said Rouletabille to himself, "'Monsieur le Maréchal pronounces my expulsion from the country,' and he forgot once more the Gunsovsky luncheon. The meeting-place named was the great restaurant called The Bear." rouletabille entered it promptly at noon he asked the Svitsar if the grand marshal of the court had arrived and was told no one had seen him yet they conducted him to the huge main hall where however there was only one person this man standing before the table spread with zakuskis was stuffing himself at the sound of rouletabille's step on the floor this sole famished patron turned and lifted his hands to heaven as he recognized the reporter the latter would have given all the roubles in his pocket to have avoided the recognition, but he was already face to face with the advocate so celebrated for his table feats, the amiable Athanase Georgievich, his head swathed in bandages and dressings from the midst of which one could perceive distinctly only the eyes and, above all, the mouth. "'How goes it, little friend?' "'How are you?' "'Oh, I, there is nothing the matter. In a week we shall have forgotten it.' "'What a terrible affair!' said the reporter. "'I certainly believed we were all dead men.' "'No, no, it was nothing. Nichevo!' "'And poor Thaddeus Chichnikov with his two poor legs broken.' "'Eh, Nichevo, he has plenty of good solid splints that will make him two good legs again. Nichevo, don't you think any more about that. It is nothing. And you have come here to dine? A very celebrated house, this. Caracho!' he busied himself to do the honors one would have said the restaurant belonged to him he boasted of its architecture and the cuisine a la francais do you know he inquired confidently a finer restaurant room anywhere in the world in fact it seemed to rouletabille as he looked up into the high glass arch that he was in a railway station decorated for some illustrious traveller for there were flowers and plants everywhere but the visitor whom the ball awaited was the russian eater the ogre who never failed to come to eat at the bear pointing out the lines of tables shining with their white cloths and bright silver athanase georgievich with his mouth full said ah my dear little french monsieur you should see it at supper-time with the women and the jewels and the music there is nothing in france that can give you any idea of it nothing the gaiety the champagne and the jewels monsieur worth millions and millions of roubles our women wear them all everything they have they are decked like sacred shrines all the family jewels from the very bottom of the caskets it is magnificent thoroughly russian muscovite what am i saying it is asiatic monsieur in the evening at a fete we are asiatic let me tell you something on the quiet 
You notice that this enormous dining hall is surrounded by those windowed balconies? Each of those windows belongs to a separate, private room. Well, you see that window there? Yes, there. That is the room of the Grand Duke. Yes, he's the one I mean, a very gay Grand Duke. Do you know? One evening when there was a crowd here, families, monsieur, party families, high-born families, the window of that particular balcony was thrown open, and a woman, stark naked, as naked as my hand, monsieur, was dropped into the dining-hall and ran across it full speed. It was a wager, monsieur, a wager of the jolly grand dukes, and the demoiselle won it. But what a scandal! Ah, don't speak of it. That would be very bad form, but sufficiently Asiatic, eh? Truly Asiatic and something much more unfortunate you see that table it happened the russian new year eve at supper all the beauty the whole capital was here just at midnight the orchestra struck up the boja tsara krani footnote the russian national anthem end of footnote to inaugurate the joyful russian new year and everybody stood up according to custom and listened in silence as loyal subjects should well at that table accompanying his family there was a young student a fine fellow very correct and in uniform this unhappy young student who had risen like everybody else to listen to the bojitsara krani inadvertently placed his knee on a chair truly that is not a correct attitude monsieur but it really was no reason for killing him was it certainly not well a brute in uniform an officer quite immaculately gotten up drew a revolver from his pocket and discharged it at the student point-blank you can imagine the scandal for the student was dead there were Paris journalists there, besides, who had never been there before, you see. Monsieur Gaston Leroux was at that very table. What a scandal! They had a regular battle. They broke carafes over the head of the assassin, for he was neither more or less than an assassin, a drinker of blood, an Asiatic. They picked up the assassin, who was bleeding all over, and carried him off to look after him. As to the dead man, he lay stretched out there under a tablecloth, waiting for the police, and those at the tables went on with their drinking isn't that asiatic enough for you here a naked woman there a corpse and the jewels and the champagne what do you say to that his excellency the grand marshal of the court is waiting for you monsieur rouletabille shook hands with athanase georgievitch who returned to his zakouskis and followed the interpreter to the door of one of the private rooms the high dignitary was there with a charm in his politeness of which the high-born russian possesses the secret over almost everybody else in the world the marshal intimated to rouletabille that he had incurred imperial displeasure you have been denounced by Couperine, who holds you responsible for the checks he has suffered in this affair monsieur Couperine is right replied rouletabille and his majesty should believe him since it is the truth but don't fear anything from me monsieur le grand marechal for i shall not inconvenience monsieur Couperine any further nor anybody else i shall disappear i believe Couperine is already directed to visa your passport he is very good and he does himself much harm all that is a little your fault monsieur rouletabille we believed we could consider you as a friend and you have never failed it appears on each occasion to give your help to our enemies who says that Couperine. oh it is necessary to be one with us and you are not one with us and if you are not for us you are against us you understand that i think that is the way it has to be the terrorists have returned to the methods of the nihilists who succeeded altogether too well against alexander the second when i tell you that they succeeded in placing their messages even in the imperial palace yes yes said rouletabille vaguely as though he were already far removed from the contingencies of this world 
i know that tsar alexander the second sometimes found under his napkin a letter announcing his condemnation to death monsieur at the chateau yesterday morning something happened that is perhaps more alarming than the letter found by alexander the second under his napkin what can it be have bombs been discovered no it is a bizarre occurrence and almost unbelievable the eiderdowns all the eiderdown coverings belonging to the imperial family disappeared yesterday morning footnote historically authentic end of footnote surely not it is just as i say and it was impossible to learn what had become of them until yesterday evening when they were found again in their proper places in the chambers that is the new mystery certainly but how were they taken out shall we ever know all we found was two feathers this morning in the boudoir of the empress which leads us to think that the eiderdowns were taken out that way i am taking the two feathers to Kuprian. let me see them asked the reporter rouletabille looked them over and handed them back and what do you think the whole affair means we are inclined to regard it as a threat by the revolutionaries if they can carry away the eiderdowns it would be quite as easy for them to carry away the imperial family no i don't think it is that what do you mean then i nothing any more not only do i not think any more but i don't wish to tell me monsieur le grand marechal it is useless i suppose to try to see his majesty before i go what good would that do monsieur we know everything now this natasha that you defended against Kuprian has proved the culprit the last affair does not leave that in any reasonable doubt and she is taken care of from this time on his majesty wishes never to hear natasha spoken of again under any pretext what are you going to do with that young girl the tsar has decided that there shall not be any trial and that the daughter of trebasov shall be sent by administrative order to siberia the tsar monsieur is very good for he might have had her hanged she deserved it yes yes the tsar is very good you are very absorbed monsieur rouletabille and you are not eating i have no appetite monsieur le marechal tell me the emperor must be rather bored at tsartskoi cello oh he has plenty of work he rises at seven o'clock and has a light english luncheon tea and toast at eight o'clock he starts and works till ten from ten to eleven he promenades in the jail-yard asked rouletabille innocently what's that you say ah you are an enfant terrible certainly we do well to send you away until eleven he promenades in a pathway of the park from eleven to one he holds audience luncheon at one then he spends the time till half-past two with his family what does he eat soup his majesty is wonderfully fond of soup he takes it at every meal after luncheon he smokes but never a cigar always cigarettes gifts of the sultan and he only drinks one liqueur maraschino at half-past two he goes out again for a little air always in his park then he sets himself to work until eight o'clock it is simply frightful work with heaps of useless papers and numberless signatures no secretary can spare him that ungrateful bureaucratic duty he must sign 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 and read 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 the reports it is work without any beginning or end as soon as some reports go others arrive at eight o'clock dinner then more signatures working right up to eleven o'clock at eleven o'clock he goes to bed and he sleeps to the rhythmical tramp of the guards on patrol added rouletabille bluntly oh young man young man 
pardon me monsieur le grand marechal said the reporter rising i am indeed a disturbing spirit and i know that i have nothing more to do in this country you will not see me any more monsieur le grand marechal but before leaving i ought to tell you how much i have been touched by the hospitality of your great nation that hospitality is sometimes a little dangerous but it is always magnificent no other nation in the world knows like the russians how to receive a man your excellency i speak as i feel and that isn't affected by my manner of quitting you for you know also how to put a man to the door adieu then without any rancour my most respectful homage to his majesty ah just one word more you will recall that natasha fedorovna was engaged to poor boris murazov still another man who has disappeared and who before disappearing charged me to deliver to general trebasov's daughter this last token these two little icons i entrust you with this mission monsieur le grand marechal your servant excellency rouletabille redescended the great canouche now said he to himself it is my turn to buy farewell presents and he made his way slowly across the place des grandes Ecuries and the bridge of the catherine canal he entered aptekarski paraluk and pushed open para alexis's door under the arch at the back of the obscure court health and prosperity alexis hutch ah you again little man well kuprian has let you know the result of my analyses yes yes tell me alexis hutch you are sure you are not mistaken you don't think you might be mistaken think carefully before you answer it is a question of life or death for whom for me for you good little friend you want to make your old perry lexis laugh or weep answer me no i couldn't be mistaken the thing is as certain as that we two are here arsenate of soda in the stains on the two napkins and the traces of arsenate of soda in two of the four glasses none in the carafe none in the little bottle none in the two glasses i say it before you and before god so it is really true thank you alexis hutch kuprian has not tried to deceive me there has been nothing of that sort well do you know alexis hutch who has poured the poison it is she or i and as it is not i it is she and since it is she well i am going to die you love her then inquired perry alexis no replied rouletabille with a self-mocking smile no i don't love her but if it is she who poured the poison then it was not michael nikolaevitch and it is i who had michael nikolaevitch killed you can see how therefore i must die show me your finest images ah my little one if you will permit your old alexis to make you a gift i would offer these two poor icons that are certainly from the convent of troitsa at its best period see how beautiful they are and old have you ever seen so beautiful a mother of god and this saint luke would you believe that the hand has been mended eh two little masterpieces little friend if the old masters of salonica returned to the world they would be satisfied with their pupils at troitsa but you mustn't kill yourself at your age come bat Uxka, little father i accept your gift and if i meet the old salonican masters on the road i am going to travel i shan't fail to tell them there is no person here below who appreciates them like a certain parrot of aptikarski paraluk alexis hutch so saying rouletabille wrapped up the little icons and put them in his pocket the saint luke would be sure to appeal to his friend sainclair as to the mother of god that would be his dying gift to the dame in war ah you are sad little son and your voice as it sounds now hurts me rouletabille turned his head at the sound of two moujiks who entered carrying a long basket what do you want demanded perry alexis in russian and what is that you are bringing in do you intend to fill the huge basket with my goods in that case you are very welcome and i am your humble servant but the two chuckled 
"'Yes, yes, we have come to rid your shop of a wretched piece of goods that litters it.' "'What is this, you say?' inquired the old man anxiously, and drawing near Rouletabille. "'Little friend, watch these men. I don't recognize their faces, and I can't understand why they have come here.' Rouletabille looked at the newcomers, who drew near the counter, after depositing their long basket close to the door. There was a sarcastic and malicious mocking way about them that struck him from the first. But while they kept up their jabbering with Perry Alexis, he filled his pipe and proceeded to light it. Just then the door was pushed open again, and three men entered, simply dressed, like respectable small merchants. They also acted curiously and looked all around the shop. Perry Alexis grew more and more alarmed, and the others pulled rudely at his beard. "'I believe these men here have come to rob me,' he cried in French. "'What do you say, my son? Shall I call the police?' "'Hold on,' replied Rouletabille impassively. "'They are all armed. They have revolvers in their pockets.' Perry Alexis's teeth commenced to chatter. As he tried to get near the door, he was roughly pushed back, and a final personage entered, apparently a gentleman, and dressed as such, save that he wore a visored leather cap ah said he at once in french why it is the young french journalist of the grand morskaya hotel salutations and your good health i see with pleasure that you also appreciate the counsels of our dear Perry alexis don't listen to him little friend i don't know him cried alexis hutch but the gentleman of the neva went on he is a man close to the first principles of science and therefore not far from divine he is a holy man whom it is good to console at moments when the future appears difficult he knows how to read as no one else can father john of kronstadt excepted to be strictly accurate on the sheets of bullhide where the dark angels have traced mysterious signs of destiny here the gentleman picked up an old pair of boots which he threw on the counter in the midst of the icons perry alexis perhaps these are not bullhide but good enough cowhide don't you want to read on this cowhide the future of this young man but here Rouletabille advanced to the gentleman and blew an enormous cloud of smoke full in his face. "'It is useless, monsieur,' said Rouletabille, "'to waste your time and your breath. I have been waiting for you.'" End of chapter 15 Read by Don W. Jenkins Rancho San Diego, California Shaggybark.blogspot.com